this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for the big Tuesday slate. That's right. It is a 15-game featured slate on Tuesday, August the 10th. So we will talk about some pitching options, some stacks we like, also get into some best bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook. But before we get into any of that, Let's talk about prize picks. If you head on over to prizepicks.com and use the promo code MMNMLB, you can have your first deposit matched up to $100. So make sure to do that. And then, if you so choose, follow me on these two plays for Tuesday's slate. Let's start with Jonathan Scope, who I like to go over eight fantasy points on Tuesday. The Tigers and Scope are going up against Keegan Aiken who will be making his return to the Orioles' rotation. He was not good as a starting pitcher earlier this season. There's a reason he was demoted to AAA. There was a reason when he came back up from AAA, he was pitching out of the bullpen. But the Orioles need someone, and they're going to turn to Aiken, whose numbers have been terrible, awful, as a starting pitcher. We'll get into those specifically a little bit later. But just know this. He's left-handed, and he's not all that good. And Jonathan Scope, going back to the beginning of June, is hitting 437 with an 803 slugging percentage and a 249 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. That is a sample of 82 plate appearances across the past 10 weeks. Scope is hitting really, really well lately. There's a reason he just signed a contract extension with the Tigers just a couple days back. So I like Scope to go over eight fantasy points. I also like Brian Reynolds to go over his number of seven fantasy points against another struggling left-handed pitcher. The Pirates are going up against the Cardinals on Tuesday, and the Cardinals are sending Jay Happ to the mound. And for anyone who has watched these videos for most of the season, you know how we feel about Jay Happ. Happ's numbers, specifically against right-handed batters, are ghastly. 398 Woba to opposing right-handed bats, 2.25 home runs per nine to opposing right-handed bats. In fact, 21 of the 22 home runs he's given up so far this season have been to righties. So Reynolds, who's really good against both left-handed pitchers and right-handed pitchers, so even when the Cardinals go into the bullpen at some point in this game, it's not like he's at a massive disadvantage, but Reynolds for the season has a 955 OPS when going up against Southpaws. There's a reason this guy was an all-star. So I like Reynolds against Hap to go over seven fantasy points. And again, we will take Jonathan Scope over eight fantasy points in his matchup with Keegan Aiken. Okay, as I mentioned, it is Tuesday, which generally means we've got a full slate. And that is exactly the case. On the 10th, we have a 15-game featured slate. Gets going just past 7 p.m. Eastern time. On DraftKings, do want to make note that the game between the Angels and the Blue Jays is actually going to be the second game of an afternoon night doubleheader. So that game is just seven innings. Make sure to note that. I know the Blue Jays are always a popular stacking option, maybe a little less so on this particular slate. The other notable thing about this slate is there are four pitchers priced above $10,000. And while some of the names are very tantalizing, it's not really the best spot 
for many of these guys. And I think the best case of that is Max Scherzer, who is the most expensive pitcher on this slate at $11,000. Scherzer obviously has a relatively high win expectancy in every single game. Now he's pitching for the Los Angeles Dodgers. However, the Philadelphia Phillies are not the kind of team you want to be using a pitcher against, at least not the version of the Phillies we have seen the past two weeks. Coming into play on Monday, at 17.2%, they had the lowest strikeout rate in baseball the past 14 days, and their 231 ISO was the third highest mark in the league. They also have a 121 WRC plus in that span of time. So it's just a lot of money to pay for Max Scherzer if you're not going to get him at his absolute ceiling, which, again, he could bring it, but the Phillies right now are not striking out, and they're hitting for a ton of power. So it's just really not the best possible matchup you could be using him in, and it's a lot to ask for someone who's $11,000. So I think the thing that's kind of interesting is there's not a lot of standout options on this slate. I think you kind of have to separate the pitchers into two categories. There are pitchers who are actually good, and Max Scherzer falls into that category. You know, Sean Manaya falls into that category. And then there are pitchers who might be good, but more importantly, have an amazing matchup. And there's three guys in particular that I want to break down when it comes to that latter group. And let's start with Alex Wood, who began the season really, really well. His numbers have tapered off slightly the past two months, but he's $9,800, which is, again, a lot of money for Alex Wood, who has not really been consistently putting up 20 DraftKings points in the past six or seven weeks. But he's going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks, across the past two weeks have a 103 isolated power and a 63 WRC+, plus, which are anemic numbers. They also have a 27.1% strikeout rate the past 14 days. That is the second highest mark in all of baseball. So they check all the boxes. And maybe Alex Wood isn't generally the type of guy that you would envision using at $9,800, but if it's just Giants pitcher going up against the Diamondbacks, that sounds a little bit more palatable. So I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to Wood. Probably not that much because, again, 10K is a lot to pay for someone who just hasn't shown the type of ceiling that you need to possess to be a 10K pitcher, but the matchup's really good. And it's a similar story with Ross Stripling, who you would expect to be a little less expensive. He is well over $9,000, which is jarring, to say the least. Now, I will say Stripling, since the beginning of June has been decent. He's got a sub-4 ERA, 3.98 ERA going back to June the 1st. He's got 52 strikeouts and and 54 and a third innings, so about a strikeout per inning. He's been fine, but again, doesn't really fill the archetype of a pitcher who you would expect to be this close to 10K. However, he has allowed just three earned runs in his past 16 and a third innings. His past two starts in particular have been very good. He threw six shutout innings the last time he took the mound against Cleveland. So there's some recency bias here, obviously. Uh, But I think the bigger thing is just the Angels have been struggling immensely. And obviously, a lot of this is predicated in injury, not just Mike Trout, but obviously Anthony Rendon and Jared Walsh also being on the IL. But the past two weeks, they have the fourth highest strikeout rate in baseball, and they pair that with a 116 isolated power and a 77 WRC+. So 
this seems like a team that can be taken advantage of. I don't know if Ross Stripling is necessarily the guy to do that. But again, high win expectancy, even on the road. Um, you could do worse. I would prefer Alex Wood in his matchup against the Diamondbacks between these two guys because the price points are so similar. But again, Los Angeles is a matchup that has to be mentioned because they are struggling a lot right now. But best matchup on the entire slate probably has to go to Jake Odorizzi, who, I mean, PSA right off the top, Jake Odorizzi has been terrible his past four trips to the mound. 8.82 ERA. Opponents have a 459 WOBA in that span of time. He has allowed eight home runs and struck out just 13 guys in those last four appearances. Those are not the kind of ratios that really spark an interest in terms of DFS, generally speaking, but Colorado, not in Colorado. We know the story with the Rockies. They are dead last in baseball by wide margins in basically every single offensive category. I'll I'll pick a couple here. 616 OPS. That is 30th in baseball on the road. 67 WRC plus went away from Colorado. You guessed it. That is dead last in all of baseball. So it's really stretching the boundaries of matchup versus actual skill level. And I understand that Odorizzi is not really an enticing option because of how he's been pitching lately, but that might suppress his ownership, despite the fact we know Colorado just cannot hit when they are not at Coors Field. High win expectancy for Odorizzi, as the Astros will be massive home favorites in this game, and he's just $7,500. So, again, there isn't really that standout slam dunk option above $10,000, but maybe you can pair someone like Max Scherzer, if you so choose, with one of these guys who just have a really, really good matchup. And speaking of really, really good matchups, let's talk about maybe the best value play on the entire slate, and that is Aaron Ashby at $4,400. He is making his second career start, or he's expected to make his second career start on Tuesday against the Cubs. Now, that is the exact same team that he made his first career start, and he did not make it out of the first inning. So why will this be different? Well, the entire Cubs roster is different than it was the last time they saw Aaron Ashby. No Chris Bryant. You know, just the fire sale. No Javi Baez. No Anthony Rizzo. There is very few people left on this Cubs roster. In fact, since the All-Star game, the Cubs have, or excuse me, since August, since the beginning of August, so basically since the trade deadline, The Cubs have a 32.7% strikeout rate, which is easily the highest mark in all of baseball. They also have just a 65 WRC+. So this is a team that is not having any success at the plate, and they are striking out a ton, which should be a skill that translates from Ashby's minor league numbers. He's got a 2.28 XFIP in AAA. He's also struck out 36% of the batters he has seen so far at AAA. So you would think maybe the nerves are a little bit better the second time around and that Ashby, if he does in fact start this game like he is reportedly going to do, things will be better the second time around. And I think he's obviously going to be one of probably the more popular plays on this slate considering his price point and the exuberant amount of upside he has multiplied by infinity because the Cubs are just maybe the worst offense in baseball and will continue to be so 
for the rest of the season. All right, let's talk about a stack before we get into the best bets. Let's talk about the Tigers. Uh, We've actually talked quite a bit about the Detroit Tigers in recent episodes, but we'll talk about them again. Uh, They have been doing very well against left-handed pitching uh, in the past couple of months. A lot of that is the aforementioned Jonathan Scope, uh, who is $4,700 on this slate. Eric Haas, we've talked a lot about. His price point is now $5,400. He used to be sub-4K. So you're starting to have to pay a little bit of a premium for these guys, but for the season as a whole, Scope has a 180 WRC plus against Southpaw Pitching, and Haas has a 189 WRC plus against the lefties. A uh, little bit cheaper if you want to go with like Heimer Candelario. He's 4,100. He has been on fire since the All-Star game. He's got an OPS above 900. And then you've got someone like um, like Robbie Grossman, who's $4,000 hitting in the top third of that Tigers lineup, has a 137 WRC plus against the lefties and is obviously a switch hitter. So when the Orioles go to their bullpen, you don't really have a disadvantage at any point with someone like Grossman. So still relatively affordable stack, uh, considering that you know some teams are up with a couple guys above 6K. So you can make the numbers work here, especially if Ashby is going to be a big part of your build. But as I mentioned, Keegan Aiken is really the key here. This is someone who, as a starter, has allowed a 422 opponent WOBA and a 403 batting average the second time through the batting order in 2021 if you want to know why he's been better out of the bullpen than he has been as a starter that says it all right there he cannot face batters multiple times once they've seen his stuff the first time they figured they figure it out they crack the code on keegan aiken so it'll be interesting to see how many runs the tigers are able to put up against the orioles southpaw i think it's going to be quite a few and that actually leads us perfectly into our best bet segment we're going three for three with tigers plays on Tuesday's slate, I like Tigers money line at minus 105. They are actually the underdogs in this game. It is Aiken against Casey Mize. Now, Mize, the ERA is fine. The ERA estimators are not quite as kind, but still, he's a right-handed pitcher, and the Orioles have struggled immensely with righties so far this season. They have just a 293 Woba as a team against righties. That is the third worst mark in baseball. They are also just 13 and 38 in their past 51 games against a right-handed starter. I already talked about Aiken and how much I expect him to struggle in this game. The Tigers should not be underdogs, even on the road. They should not be underdogs to the Baltimore Orioles. The Tigers are 14-9 and since the All-Star break. The Tigers are kind of good. So if you're going to get value on them like this, I will take that every single day. So Tigers money line minus 105. I will also take the under... In the Yankees-Royals game, this total is set at 10.5, which seems really high considering for as much improvement as the Yankees have made on paper, this is still a team that is going through COVID tracing issues. This is a team that lost Glaber Torres on Monday. They put him on the IL, the 10-day IL. They've got injury issues, and they just haven't been hitting. Timely home runs from like Anthony Rizzo, who again is now on the COVID IL, But it really hasn't come together like a lot of people thought it would. And they actually just have a 99 WRC plus since the All-Star break. The Royals, in the same span of time, have an 82 WRC plus. That is the second worst mark in all of baseball. So these are two offenses that I don't think can combine for 11 runs. Nestor Cortez has been pitching really well in the rotation for the Yankees. And Daniel Lynch has been good 
since being recalled. He's been pitching like the top prospect he actually is. Uh, Lynch, in the three starts he's made since his recall, 1.89 ERA across 19 innings. And that includes games at the White Sox and at the Blue Jays. So it has not been a cupcake schedule for Daniel Lynch, but he is definitely showing his pedigree the last three times he's taken the mound. So strong under the 10.5 in Yankees-Royals. And I will also take Detroit Moneyline one more time at minus 105. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.